Today's episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real is sponsored by, and this is true, Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane? Gucci Mane, guys. It's 1017, and of course, Gucci Mane, whose new album, Mr. Davis, is out right now, has sponsored A Waste of Time with It's The Real. I love this album. I listened to it all weekend. I'm not even, this is not even for the plug. This is the truth. I love the song Members Only. I love the song with Monica. There's so many features on there, including The Weeknd and ASAP Rocky and Schoolboy Q and Big Sean and Ty Dolla Sign and Chris Brown and Nicki Minaj. It's a fantastic listen. It's the best Gucci album, certainly since he's gotten out of jail. I'm thrilled for Gucci overall, and not just because his music is killing it right now. But also because he's getting married? Because he's getting married today. It's going to be on BET, by the way, guys, so you should go watch that live. Shout out to Gucci. Shout out to everybody who's been working with him from the 1017 team and from the Atlantic Records team. Shout out to Gucci. Congratulations to Gucci. Happy 1017 to everyone. And now to the podcast. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. You know what I don't want to talk about? What is that? I don't want to talk about the Rockefeller video that is up right now at youtube.com slash it's the real. Wait, you don't want to talk about it? I don't want to talk at all about the Rockefeller video that is up at youtube.com slash it's the real right now. All right, well, let's just move on from the Rockefeller video that's on youtube.com slash it's the real right now. I, I, I'm okay not talking about the yeah, video. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the video of our trip to London where we interviewed DJ Semtex, which is also up at youtube.com slash it's the real. I just, I don't want to talk about it. All right, people need to stop asking us about these videos so that we can just move on. Because they're both on. You know what I do want to talk about? Global warming? I, <laughs> I, well, I, well, you know what? I do. I do want to talk about global warming. But I also want to talk about our upcoming show in Los Angeles on November 2nd. This is our first West Coast show. And we're not opening up for anybody. We're not doing a spot date at some comedy club. We are headlining the Bootleg Theater on November 2nd in Los Angeles, California. And if you've supported us at any point during our career, if you've come to see us live, it's such an amazing experience. You can ask all the people who came to our show in London. You can talk to the people who were at SOBs here in New York and you can see the reaction that people had when they came to Highline Ballroom. You could see it for yourself at youtube.com slash it's the real. But being there is such a different experience. It's different for us when we're on stage and we feel that energy from the crowd. It's different for the people who normally listen to this podcast to see us and how we interact and the, the back and forth that we have on stage. It's different for the people who come to our shows to network with other folks in the business. It's just different. But what we're most excited about is the type of show that we're putting on that has elements of our whole career there. You've never experienced anything like this and you don't want to miss it. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, now is the time. If you haven't told any of your friends about this show, now is the time. We all know someone who lives in Los Angeles. We all know how boring it can get staying at home on a Thursday night watching shitty TV. 
we're giving you an out. We're giving you a way to enjoy yourself for once this week. So get your tickets at itstheReal.com right now. Let's do the impossible and keep this sellout streak going. SOBs, Highline Ballroom, Hoxton Square Bar and Kitchen, Bootleg Theater, Los Angeles, California, November 2nd. Go to itstheReal.com right now. Jeff, who's on the podcast today? Today on the podcast, we have Big Face Gary. And a lot of people might not know who Big Face Gary is, but he is an integral part of what Rockefeller Records was. He was an A&R for state property. He was there when Jay was first brought into the crew by Dame. He was there when Rockefeller Records broke up, and he was there for a lot of the middle parts. This is a side of the story that you don't necessarily hear all the time or see if you want to watch our Highline Ballroom live Rockefeller podcast in full at youtube.com slash it's the real. But Gary is somebody who was a foot soldier. He was somebody who gave his all to this record label and was really heartbroken at the loss in a way that maybe other people weren't. Right. Well, these were his friends, right? So he was hanging out in the block on the Upper West Side, actually like a couple blocks from here. And he was hanging out with Biggs. He was hanging out with Dame. He was hanging out with Jay. These were his friends. It just so happened that everybody became multi-millionaires. So Gary's got a, an amazing story. He's somebody that we grew up just hearing on on mixtapes and shouted out on the radio. And we thought his story was amazing from that aspect. This is somebody who, you know, we love these behind-the-scenes stories. But to hear his life story in full, to find this man after 12 years out of the music business, and, and we do want to shout out our guy Breezy on the Beat for making that connection in the first place. Right. Well, the way that that happened was Breezy on the Beat was listening to our podcast. He said he listened to 125 episodes at that point, all 125. And he heard us mention Big Face Gary 125 or so times. And so he tracked him down. And it turns out that he had a mutual friend in common with uh, Big Face Gary and somehow through Allah or Adonai or whatever people will call their sovereign God, it turns out that Big Face Gary lives two blocks from us. And so he came over in the hopes of maybe we would get him on the live podcast at, at a Highline Ballroom. We all agreed that maybe it wasn't the right time to do that, but that we would like to do a solo podcast down the road. And it's great that now we are able to do that. Today, here for you, we have the... Big Face Gary's story. And I think it's important in the grand scheme of things for Gary to tell his story, to to share his point of view, and for it to remain a part of Rockefeller history. So with that in mind, Jeff, when do you want to get into it? As soon as people tell their friends in LA to come to our show November 2nd at the Bootleg Theater, it's thrill.com. Jeff, when do you want to get into it? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Hood Rich, a.k.a. Junkyard. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Bar Mitzvah Boy, a.k.a. Get Lifted. What's up, yo? Big Face Gary, man. I took a big break. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> yeah, this is a waste of time with it's the real. <laughs> Gary, what's happening? I'm just chilling, man. You know, I just took a big hiatus. That Rockefeller hit, hit me hard, man. That was my brothers. I still love them. I was devastated when Rockefeller folded, man. Well, I, I had to take a major break, man. 
So you are something of a cult hero. I got to be really honest. Like you're somebody who we've heard your name on records. We've heard you on mixtape shout outs. You are a figure that, like you said, has been gone for a while. And we've talked about you on about 90% of our podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, man. But the fact that you live so close to us. Yes. That you are now willing to stop by here. You you were here a couple months ago and and we had a great conversation. Shout out to Upper West Side, man. That that, <laughs> that you are here now is is a real pleasure. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. You're born and bred from the Upper West Side. My whole life. Wow. I mean, since I was six years old. I was my mom, I was in Brooklyn. My mom took us out of there and then we went to the projects for a year. She said, We're not gonna do this and she got me on 94th and Amsterdam said, we're going to be here. Tell us what growing up on 94th and Amsterdam is like. Well, it was crazy because I'm Haitian. So, you know, back in the days, Haitians, you know, they're not used to nothing. We come from, we're used to stuff. And my mom migrated from Haiti and she took me. My, my father and my mother got married, of course. And my dad died at four years old when I was four on, Christmas, hear that. on Christmas Day. Oh, my God. And my mom was devastated. And then one day she just, my uncle told her, listen. You got to get out the bed. You have three kids who need you. And my mom got out the bed. I was four. My brother, my sister was eight, and my brother was six. And my mom got out the bed, and she started working. She cleaned toilets. She did what she had to do. Your mother's Haitian. Yes, she is. And does that mean that she's tough on you growing up? Well, I mean, <laughs> my mom was by herself, you know. Yeah. I was, my mom was very tough, man. Y'all got me thinking about that lady. Yeah. That lady was tough, man. She, I was always bigger. My mom was like 5'3". Five four, and I used to thought I was getting away. I used to talk to her crazy some days. I would love to. I thought I got away. Would hit me in the head with a stick when I'm sleeping in the bed at night. Where was she getting a stick from? <laughs> she would just go to the bathroom. I don't know. I, I, it wasn't like Central Park or Riverside. No. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mom was tough, man. Rest in peace, man. I was my baby. She yeah. told me everything I know, but she was tough, man. I'm the youngest. I have a brother, Gene. He's the middle, and I have a sister who lives in Florida, Tallahassee. You're the youngest. Yes, I'm 47. My sister's 51. And my brother's 49. Wow. By the way, Gene, such a Haitian name. Yes. Yeah. John. John yeah. Bien-Ami. Were there a lot of other Haitians around? Well, it was a Haitian community, big time. Julio, my cousin, Dominique, all my friends, a bunch of Haitians. We dominate this neighborhood a lot. Yeah. They it was funny because Americans would laugh at us that they started loving us. We could play ball. We were focused. We work, we work hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it, it, it is crazy. We've talked to friends about, like, there was a point when it became cool to be Haitian. Yeah, but at first, I'm not naming no names. I'm not going to blow your love. You know who you are. They yeah. were ashamed to say they were Haitian. Oh, I for sure. I was never ashamed. Right. I used to tell I was Haitian all the time. Then when I made sure it was cool to be Haitian, everybody want to talk about they Haitian. Yeah. yeah. Haitians don't believe in wearing the same. Like, I would wear my jeans maybe two days in a row, and then they would fuck with me. And then I would, and, then, and I couldn't take it no more. They call you Frenchie. Then I became, a, I said, you know, I can't take this shit no more. I started watching a lot of TV and I started, I don't know if y'all called it, we called it playing the dozens. You know, I joked, yeah, 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 I joked yeah, yeah. a lot of people. I was 185, almost six feet at 15 years old. Oh my wow. God. Yes, I was always a big dude. You know? Well, were you playing sports? Yeah, I played um, football in Hayes. My first year, we took it as uh, freshmen. Then I played ball. I was like a power forward, but my height caught up to me, and I came to realization it ain't going to happen. Okay, so so, so by the time you're at Cardinal Hayes, you have a job at that point? Yeah, I'm riding a bike as a messenger. I get off of school at 2.30, run to my house, get my bike at 4 o'clock. I ride a bike till 7. Delivering what? Delivering anything. Then I started working at a store called uh, Video Vault on 87 from Broadway. We're delivering videotapes. Really? About $130 a week. Fourteen. It was like two million dollars. <laughs> and what is the Upper West Side like at this point? Right now? No, no, no. Like, oh no. When I grew up, that's what I'm trying to tell everybody. I hate this Upper West Side. You're the man. 
I used to live here when it was crack infested, coke, dope, and prostitution. Then Giuliani came into town and fixed this shit. Y'all got lucky, man. Right. Yeah. Y'all right. didn't have a chance around here when I was growing up. Right, right, right. Y'all right, got robbed right. a long time ago. No disrespect. Right, yeah. yeah. It was like, ridiculous up, here. Above where? Like, where did it start? From 91st, literally, to like 95th, from where I'm from. It was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. thank God we're north of there. <laughs> yeah. No, crack, cocaine, Columbians, everything, prostitution you could think of. It was ridiculous over here. Crack, everything. Bad. It was bad out here, man. When do you become Big Face Gary? Oh uh, man, rest in peace. You know Biggs, one of the owners of Rockefeller Records. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I could be straight up on the show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, just yeah. gonna be who I am. Yeah. I'm on 119th Street. My friend Darren McMillan used to so be out there in the streets with my man, and I used to come hang out with him. And um, his name was Bob Alab. Yeah. I didn't know Bob Alab. Biggs brother got killed in '03. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He said, "Yo, you got a big face. Your name Big Face." <laughs> I swear, that's how I began. <laughs> and then he disliked me, and he clinged to me. And then we think that name never left me. 1991, I became Big Face Guy. Did anybody else have nicknames within the crew besides like Biggs and you? Well, Biggs, Realm Mac. They got Street, our friend named Street. He was with us. Baba Lob, Realm Mac. Everybody had mostly regular names, man. Yeah. I just, like I said, my man Boss, you got a big face. Your name Big Face. It's, I should, but I should it, just like that. I'll tell you, it wasn't no big story. He just looked at you. Got a big face. You ain't big face, and it stuck to me. It's so good though. It's so. Everybody loves that. It's like a cartoon says, character. It says like, legendary. Yeah, you know? yeah, I said, yeah. I, you know, I, I looked at it like I didn't care. Then it stuck. Only rule I had was if you grew up with me, you couldn't call me big. Face. Yeah. So like did anyone call your house like looking for you and they say, "Where's Big Face?" Yeah, my mom. Oh, you know, my mom's like, "You don't have a big face. Why they call you Big Face?" <laughs> my mom don't know nothing. This old lady. It's like I said, mom, because I remember we had. Um, I was on TV for. Um, Hot Hustler? Yeah, the Ultimate Hustler. Ultimate Hustler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My mom's like, everybody calling her. My Haitian friends, yeah. my mother's family, my cousins. Yeah, Gary's on TV, Gary's on TV. She looks, she said, why are they calling my son Big Face? He don't have a big face. He's getting insulted. Like, I said, Come on. It's just a joke. It's nothing. She was mad. Did they like you because you could give it right back to them? Well, we joked a lot. Yeah. There was some nights. I'm going to be honest with you. Everybody have their nights. There'll be a night that I'm killing. There'll be one night. You're getting destroyed. You can't even get out of it. We used to call you crunchy. You crunchy. Your face is red. You like you can't do. You just gotta sit there and just be drunk and just get demolished and just deal with the pain. No, you don't know that when you get killed, it's pain. Yeah, it's just you can't even get out of it. You know what I mean? So who gave it back to you like the worst? Who was like the the? Well, I'm a, I hate to admit it. The legendaries. I got two legends. Okay. Sean Arnold. He's, he's from uptown. Mm -hmm. He's cool. Yeah. Biggs is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, he's just he's nonstop. Would anyone like diss Biggs? You know, oh, no, big, oh, it's fair shake. Yeah, you know, yeah. We ain't yeah. get bigs. Had some days yeah. he got killed, but he killed more than he got killed. <laughs> and one thing, my bigs, he had money. He had more money than all of us. Right. We we have a rule: you never bring him your money. You're, you're not better than nobody. Well, even Steven. You know, dive bar right here. Yeah, yeah. Bigs was so drunk when <laughs> we used to drink boil makers. Yo, Biggs, we used to, the dive bar guy was funny, his name was Lee. He was so, our tabs were like 2,200. Jesus. We used to be drinking from like 4 in the afternoon to like 1 in the morning. It's a dive bar. I know. Yeah, he said, Gary, are you guys going to pay this bill? I said, yeah, Lee, yeah, yeah. We pay. Yo, what's the one day Biggs was so drunk, he followed a garbage. Right? Yeah. Pissy drunk. Yeah. Emery, Emery, you know, Jay-Z's friend. Yeah. Oh, Emery's yeah. friend. Yeah. He couldn't stop laughing. He was like, oh, my God. So Biggs got up. He regrew. I said, Biggs, you're right? Yeah. I will give it to him. He was drunk. He drove He drove all his friends home. Drunk as shit. Oh, my God. He got in the steering wheel. He had an Acura Legend. Yeah, he yeah, drove, yeah. He drove all his friends the home. The Acura Legend. The, the two-door. Yeah. Back in the day, you had that. You were God. Right, yeah. <laughs> he drove all his friends home in a two-door? Two-door. And <laughs> Biggs was funny with cars. Like He'd have the $80,000 car act like it was a hoopty. <laughs> he never cared about it. That's why Biggs never cared about none of that shit. 
He was good with that. So you started hanging around them. I've been hanging out with them since 91. So what is that period like? You're just hanging out. We're hanging out. We're, whatever we're doing during the day is our personal business. Yeah. yeah. But about 8 o'clock at night, we meet in front of the goat park. Yeah. And we get hammered. Yeah. From 8 to 1. Everybody get joked on. We talking shit. We joking. We joking. We joking. Then in 95, I see this skinny dude pull up <laughs> with a white GS300. I said, who the fuck is he? <laughs> Dame said, that's the next dude. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I said, okay. I laughed at him. I ain't gonna lie to you. I said, get the fuck out of here. Jay, don't get mad at me. You ain't seen me in years. <laughs> he dressed like a Brooklyn dude that day. He had, he had a lot of money, though. Yeah. 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 What was he wearing? Durango boots. <laughs> looking crazy. <laughs> don't get me, Jay. Again, you might get mad. You're filthy. You got a beautiful wife. But that day, it wasn't it. He had a bunch of money on him, though. He just looked a mess. But had a beautiful car. He had a $60,000 car. Back then it was ridiculous, and we're like, we're like, who this dude? Dame said this dude is it. So, so when he says that he's it, what is that like? It, do you know that he's a rapper? Do you know he that said, he's... he says he's it? I said, what are you talking about? He says he's a rapper. I said, rapper. Come on, <laughs> this is when Snoop Dogg's the man. Yeah, yeah. nasty Nas. So I was a fanatic. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't tell me nothing about nasty. <laughs> but I was like my man. Yeah, I didn't want to hear nothing. Curious George was my man. Yeah, but. I respect Coach. That was my boy, but Nancy Nas to me, he was saying shit that didn't make no sense to me at that age level for me. Because I was in the streets doing crazy shit and everything he was saying was making sense to me. Yeah. Then this skinny motherfucker here, <laughs> I, I, I'm joking him. You know, Brooklyn guys don't really joke like that. They right. They play the dozens like that. They're right. real serious. They need to carry their guns and protect themselves. They don't know nothing. Brooklyn guys don't buy drugs. They don't buy clothes. They go buy guns. And yeah. Because they have to protect themselves. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That skinny motherfucker <laughs> spit something. He spit a rhyme in my ear. I said, say that shit again. <laughs> But he was rapping real fast. Then he slowed it down. I said, Phew. I just still didn't believe it. I'm not going to lie to you. You weren't thinking you were going to be in nah, the I'm, music I, I, business? Part I'm not of music caring business. about none of that shit. I got my own money. We all got our own money. Yeah. We all we all chipping for bills. We all dress, go buy clothes. We party at night. Right. And we do it over the next day. And all you know is just that he can spit fire. He can spit fire. That's what they're saying. Jay-Z can rap. Yeah. I say, yeah, all right. I hit him a little bit. He hit a little bit. Biggs is like, no, Biggs isn't involved in. I'll make you laugh. Yeah. It was just dang talking. Yeah. yeah. Biggs didn't even want no parts of that shit. So you know all best out. I know. Those are my friends. Yeah, yeah. Real yeah. Mac. Yeah. There's so many of them. It's Real Mac, Biggs, Bobble Out, Rest in Peace. There was a bunch of them. They used to battle with this crew called... um. Same game on who threw the better party yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. But you were on the side of best out. Of course. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, my, that's my friend. Yeah. Wait, so while we're on the subject of that, um, talk about the best out parties. Like uh, going up to like Cotton Club. Cotton going, Club. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was it. How you know about that? Yeah. Uh, you guys would go to the east side, right? Yeah. Like, Hang out, chill. Picnic baskets full of. Of Moet as tall as you. <laughs> that's when they bought Bigs in. Like Rockefeller was kind of, I'm not going to lie, they was pushing it, but they needed some more. Oomph. And, and Biggs had the oomph. Biggs yeah. had the oomph. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jay had the oomph too, but Biggs had the oomph. So yeah. those, those parties were just legendary. I'm, I'm walking into the parties. You know, you feel like a king because the line is from here down to 103rd Street. <laughs> yo, yo, that's Big Face. <laughs> I ain't waiting on no line. Yeah. Yo, we had more wet bottles as tall as you. How was you, like 6'4? Something like that, yeah. Yo, we like, I'm sitting there with Biggs. And these times, Biggs ain't asking us for no money. Like, we used to go out to bars and do whatever. But I'm talking about this time in the line, I don't know what Biggs and Jay and them was doing. All I know is when we didn't went in there, it was no problem. We had all the one around us. We didn't have a record sold yet, not a record. <laughs> but they loved what we were the audience. We all had cars. We all played the part, and they never seen nothing like Talk it. about uh, going to the tunnel. Oh, that's another level. Man, you're going crazy. Tunnel had... Uh, What's some bathrooms called? Unisex. Oh, wait, yeah, they call yeah. bathrooms, yeah. yeah. 
motherfuckers in there fucking and sucking and acting crazy. I'm there. This yo, the line used to be ridiculous. But that back then, Rockefeller wasn't nobody to nobody. So what we used to do is, I used to just go to the front. That's why. What you want? What's your price? He said a hundred. <laughs> Hand him a hundred. I walk right in. Me and my cousin Julio. Yo, when I say we used to dance from like ten to like four nonstop. Um, Mob deep, we drinking champagne. I'm drinking champagne over there. Who are you? I said, I'm regular. He said, I'm mob deep. I'm prodigy, man. I said, Oh, all right. <laughs> you prodigy? <laughs> Fuck you. I mean, whatever. Then, yo, it was crazy. Yo, we used to party like rock stars in Tunnel was the great days. Bro. Latin Quarter. Latin Quarters, the one on 96 and Broadway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another part. I, used to live, I live up the block. So yeah. I used to get there. Yo, another place. We party. Banks be there. Dame J. We used to party like rock stars, mm-hmm. man. It's like when the real party, now you go to party, they don't even dance no Mm-mm. Everybody's standing around yeah. So I don't go out no more At what point Do they start taking The music stuff serious <sighs> Jay started Making us believe in them Us Fuck Dame should say it If we don't like it We can't do this So it's Who's us You Dame Biggs Jay Z Rel Mac um, Sean Arnold Street uh, My friends from my neighbor Craig Kirk Anybody they seen They gave Jay Z the CD That was um Ain't no nigga like mm-hmm. the one like I was the first single J. Damien put it out. Everybody was like, we just kept giving this everybody in the hood. Then he did the then he did. I'm gonna tell you the record that made me understand Jay was ready. This is my I told him that. This is my fit. I did, could not believe he said the shit he said on that record. Um, can I live? Yeah. We was in the studio with this guy named Tone Hooker. Who he, came up with Rockefeller? Came Rockefeller. Yeah. You know the verse when Jay Z says we don't lease our cars, we bought them as you should. My Confederate does explode. That was Tony's verse. But he was too drunk. <laughs> Dame got pissed off. Say you fucking drunk. You embarrassing me, man. Get the fuck off the mic. Jay don't write. Jay wrote something on the pad. I looked at that shit. I don't even know what that shit was. That's never time I seen Jay rap. And I heard the rhyme. I said, Yo, Jay, you really not fucking around, right? Yo, Jay, I keep telling you, man. When I get in this game, they're gonna have a problem. And that's what, I don't know if you remember. You're younger. You remember Jack the Rap? Yeah. Went to Atlanta. Yeah. You had business about that. What we did out there? Yeah. <laughs> Hired this driver named Elvis. We put Rockefeller plates on a, on a limousine. Like, we was the man. And we was nobody. Oh, my God. We had the, we all chipped in about jackets with the Moet bottle shit. Yeah, yeah, envelope. yeah. Jay-Z flipping tables over. Before you get locked up. Yeah. You're traveling around with them. You're going oh, to. Oh, we're going. We're doing anything. We're just chipping in, going to Atlanta. We're hanging out, going to clubs. We're flipping tables over. Every night, we're drinking 10 grand's worth of champagne. Letting the city know this is who we are. We here. And so this is this is you, Jay, Jay, a lot more people, Dame, Biggs, Dame, Big, Emery, Emery, a bunch of our other friends, Bleak. shout out to Embleek, his crew from Brooklyn. Jay had every we had everybody around us, man. You guys travel like in caravan, everywhere, vans drove to city to city. We didn't give a fuck until the shit got done. We all had our own money. We all chipped in and we all had fun. What did the South think of you guys? Well, what did you guys think of the South? But at that point, the South was corny. They didn't have what they had now. They're going to fuck with us. It was too official. <laughs> Everything we said was real, and we yeah. proved it. Yeah. Jay didn't have a record deal. He said, Gary, why these rappers waving cabs down? And I have a $60,000 vehicle, and I don't have a record deal. Mm. Paid for. Biggs had a Range Rover, Legend. Dame had a GS. Everybody had cars. Mm. Had a MB- Everybody had cars. We didn't have a record deal signed yet. Nah. <laughs> I had a little bullshit MPV. All our friends had cars. Rail, Mac, everybody. It was just nothing to us. We didn't care. We just was having fun. Then it came to reality when Jay got, when Jay, I told you Steve Rifkin ain't signed him. Okay, so talk, talk to us about that. Uh, I, I know I got, Dame called a meeting. The whole crew. Just everybody. He said, we tired of this shit. They won't sign us. 
Bags, we made a decision. That's when they bought Bags. We're gonna. They had office in John Street. Yeah. And they put their money up, and they opened up their own label. Steve Rifkin said exactly what. He's not our type of rapper. Not our type of rapper. I said, what a fucking joke. They needed someone crazier <laughs> from <laughs> Staten <laughs> Island. Yeah. yeah, a bunch of guys. I'm not gonna talk about that. I'm not gonna like, rest in peace. Probably is a problem. Mm. He's gonna fuck with Jay because I, when Jay was talking the shit, I know people want to hear. Yeah, I was there for everything. Were you there for the battle against DMX? You know what's so funny? I just fucking missed that. I was super drunk the night before, <laughs> and I couldn't wake up. Then they all called me and said, yo, but they said it's a tie. So everybody was so angry, but that gun was nasty. Yeah. But they said it was a tie. Yeah. They said it was a tie. Big said that Jay went against LL. Yes. Were you there? Yeah. That one, yeah, he destroyed LL. Oh. <laughs> he didn't want to pay him, but Jay said, you're going to pay me my money. Embarrassing. Yeah, embarrassing. He destroyed that. LL is a ladies' man. Yeah. Jay is a street corner thug with that shit, and he couldn't handle Jay. Jay demolished him. Oh. He didn't even know what to say to Jay. Did LL bring his guys with him? Like, yeah, a couple it... guys, but he just couldn't handle them. It was too much for him. Jay yeah. was ridiculous. You can't. Do... I, I'm looking at him like you don't even. You're a pretty boy. <laughs> Jay is gonna dig in your soul. That's why DMX battle was great because DMX is a street dude. Yeah, yeah. And at one point, oh, you know, DMX was selling more records than Jay Z at one point. Yeah, sure. Then Jay does, of course, overlap. When did you first meet DJ Irv or Irv Gotti? Mm-hmm. He did the record "Can I Live." Yeah, that's when I, he produced that record. That's, that's when you met him. First time I met him in my life. I came to the studio. Jace, I got this shit here, and he said, "Who?" He said, "This kid Irv produced it," and I heard. I said, "This Riddick is crazy," and then I was like, "Wow!" And I met him. I ain't rap with him too much, you know. One thing about us, we don't, we not groupies. Yeah, I don't know you like that. Fuck you. Right. You with Jay, I'm sitting minding my business. Yeah. And oh. I just listen to the music. You know what I mean? You remember our brother Dan? Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Primo's a good friend of mine, so I loved him. Yeah? He was real good to me. Yeah, because he's a good guy. Make great beats, and he loved hip-hop. And I used to give Jay hell. Yo, now you ain't better than Nas. You got a long way to go. You would tell him that? I, I, I tell him to his fucking face. <laughs> you can't fuck with Nas. What did he say? He was like, he was mad at because he knew he felt he was better than him. I said, look what the shit he's saying, Jay. You not there. He's a pretty boy to dress. Yo, Jay, I'm going to get him. And Jay won him on the record, and Nas told him no. I knew that was Nas' biggest mistake. Cause I know how JJ's competitive, and we was making fun of him, we joking him, snapping him. Now I was gonna do a record with you, Jay. So really, and he worked hard. And again, when Nas, remember Nas? No, that was way before that. When Nas did that, Jay said, "Watch." Jay just started spitting harder and harder and harder. I said, "It's over." Then I finally had to give him a handshake. You better than Nas. Nas biggest issue can't pick beats. To this day. To this day. Yeah, 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 yeah. At what point do you become officially part of Rockefeller? Working for the label. Yeah. Oh, this is a crazy story. I'm coming out of jail in 1999, and I'm hanging out with them every fucking night. Drunk as shit, and I, I'm on parole. I have to work at a shelter delivering food to shelters and making $250 a week. And so it's a step up from the other delivery. <laughs> oh, man, this shit was terrible, man. And But I didn't care. I just, yo, I was happy to be home, man. And then I used to drink a five out of pint of Bacardi. I asked them, too. I never asked them guys for nothing. Only thing when I came home, Dame said I looked a mess. You know, he's an asshole. <laughs> he gave me a bunch of rockerwear so I could dress and look nice. Yeah. And we said, hang out. And me, him, and Biggs. Biggs just said, he's a good guy. Dame knew me. He said, he's a good guy. So we just drink every night. So one day, Dame and Biggs call me. Yo, man, what you make a week? I said, 250. Dame almost threw up on the phone. <laughs> he said, 250. He said, listen, quit that shit. I'm going to pay you 30 grand a year just to hang out with me. Whoa. That was way more than I was making at that uh, point. Yeah, I'd say so. And then you're going to learn the game, and you'll fit in where you get in where you fit in. 
And I used to be with them every day. And we in the suite in the office one day. And something went wrong. Biggs fired the A&R, pissed them off. And something went wrong with a freeway situation. And I fixed the problem with, like in, within an hour. That's what Dame called me Luca Brasi from the Godfather. Yeah. He handles all business. And then from there on, Dame would tell you, I just kept working hard. Dame, Dame, the only thing I will say, Biggs helped me a little bit. with my. I know how to ear on certain things. But Biggs was like, and I just kept working, working, and working. Next thing I know, State Property became my friends. And I took it from there. Chris, Chris Nath, can't stop, won't stop. Wayno, yeah, Davies manager. Yeah, yeah, no, All sure. My young boys, man. So, uh, just a real quick thing about Wayno is that we asked young Chris the Young Guns about that, and he uh, said he had one great big. Or he has a whole bunch of big face guy stories, but uh, he said one time in the quad, I forget what happened, but he used to um. Like Wayno used to run around with him. That was this little man, or whatever. Like not this little man, but you know, he used to run around with him or whatever. And uh, but Wayno used to be in Philly a lot with us. So one time he came up to uh, we came up the choir. We was deep or whatever. And something happened to the point where I think Wayno said something to Big Face, something disrespectful, but it was something like Philly slang. And Big Face stood up. It was the phone and everything right there. He kicked the phone like. You're not from fucking Philly! Like, went crazy on his finger. Yo, we was dying, man. Face was the truth. Oh, I said, you not from fucking Philly. You're not from fucking Philly. I can take it. I said, yeah, yeah. He stopped that shit. Oh, he pissed me off. Yo, I remember that shit. Oh, man, y'all got me. I was mad. And those were days when I used to drink all night. Yo, when you're dealing with Rockefeller, man, you understand, Dame was... I'm sorry that he was hard to work for him because he was my friend before that. And then once I started working for him, he just started getting crazy. And I said, yo, why you talk? You didn't have to talk to me like that because I was a hard worker. Dame would t- they could say anything you want about me. I was a hard worker. Quick story, one night when Nas destroyed Jay, Jay, I'm sorry, it was jokes, but he got you to the people. But it's okay, Jay. He can't <laughs> fuck with you. And I told you that that night. But... The day Nas came out that record, he when he killed Jay, Jay took a hiatus that summer. He went down, he went to, I think, San Tropez. I don't remember exactly where. He went away for the whole summer. And he came back with this record. Hey, you know the record, H-O-V, I got my mojo back, baby, O-B, hey. Mm-hmm. He told Nas, I got a million. He, Jay bought a, a Phantom, and he bought another car the same day. And mm-hmm. he told Nas, I, put, I give you I don't know if you remember but he said well, you do 16 I do 16 yeah we, I put a million dollars but Nas didn't have the money Nas said he didn't have the money right yeah. he said I can't afford that yeah and Jay said okay so then Jay said shut the fuck up then Jay went here shit but then what I'm trying to say is then I remember Jay came home and Jay did a free show for speed cause he was trying to let people know he don't want to dime the club the club yeah, speed yeah, he yeah. did a show for speed for free and Jay told me he wanted me there I was a big guy he said, you're not my security, but I need you with me. He had his Yankee hat. Perhaps people have a habit of taking his Yankee hat. And he said, don't let nobody take my Yankee hat, and don't nobody take my chain. Jay has security. We went through that night. We had a great night. But he texted me. We had two ways in. I'll never forget this. And Jay remembers. One thing I don't think he's a lot. He said, you're great for the game. The game needs you. Mm. My good relationships really, like I said, I was all... I'm gonna tell you my favorite guy, you just named them, two rappers I talk about who were my friends. Everybody else fucked them in the rap game as a rapper. It's not until Jay, that's my family. Nori and Bun B. Nori said, I don't, you're not even a, you're my friend. And Bun B told me the same thing because they were my friends. All these other rappers are full of shit. I'm not trying to say they're full of shit. It's just that they were my friends. Right. 
Like it was, it was a different relationship. But how did you meet Bun? Was that through oh, uh, the Bun, Big Pimpin'? Um, big Pimpin'? Y'all gotta help me a little bit. I'm not Big Pimpin'. We we, we didn't, I didn't I didn't do that record. He did a record with um with Beanie Siegel on um the Becoming. Mm. Um, Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Purple Rain. Yeah. And I got him down here. You know, that was my job. I ain't know that album. Best album I think Beans ever had. Everybody agreed. If he didn't have legal troubles, he would have sold three million easy. Um, we, I called him. I said, yo, my name is Big Face. I need you to do a record for me. And this might be, I said, how much do you want? I don't want no money. He says, pay for my flight and my room, and I'm coming. Amazing. And that's what he, he didn't want a dime. He's, he's still the best person. He's still the same way? Still the yeah. same way. He didn't want no money. He just paid for his flight in his room. He's good. When did state property enter your life? Oh, that's when I told you I got hot. Well, I just started working with them. I met Beanie Siegel one day on my own. I wasn't even working for them yet, but he remembered me. One of my friends, Yanka, shout out to Yanka, said Cameron was better than him. Wait, hold on. Can you just uh, hold on? I'm locked in. He said Cameron was better than him. And Beanie Siegel said Cameron better than who? He said he better than you. One of my regular friends. We in the studio. Beanie played so many records, man. My man after that said, all right, he bowed down. And say, yo, you got it. So then Dame hired me. I'm working every day. I'm trying to work. I'm looking at what's going on here. I said, yo, Jay's the man. Beanie Seagull's established, but they got young Chris, who I love. To this day, Chris, I'm sorry you're not who you should be, man. You should be a fil- you should be filthy rich, but a lot of shit was going on, man. You deserve more than that, man, because this kid was spitting our rhymes that didn't make no sense at like 17, man, 18. Like, and it's crazy. So I said, yo, let me work with this kid. I worked with him every day. We just kept going to the studio. He knew how to rap, he knew how to rap. And I give Damien a shout out to this. He's arrogant, but he, we come to the studio one day. I said, come to the studio, man, I need you, man. He said, for what, man, come the fuck over here, man. <laughs> he talking shit. He come in there, he heard Can't Stop, Won't Stop, it's a hit record. He called whoever the radio, his brother, and put that shit out, it was over. So from the Philly guys, you have? I, I worked with. Young Chris, mm-hmm. I worked with Freeway, mm-hmm. Beanie Siegel, Oskin. I worked with the whole State Property crew. What was your relationship with Freeway like? We were cool. He liked he he dealt with hip hop a lot, but he dealt with me a lot because I got it done and I, anything he needed, I was there for him. He's a good guy too, man. Freeway's my man. I I love Freeway, but I really worked hands on with Young Chris and Neef and Beanie Siegel. How about for the uh, Chain Gang too? I did Chain Gang too. That's my whole project. Yeah, I did a whole mix. I did all Rockefeller mixtapes. All of them, not one, not two. Everyone is me. Yeah. I also did uh, say I did State Property too. That's my whole album. Found the producers. We worked together. Well, I didn't have to find a lot because well, nothing. My Chris, he had an ear. We found records. I mixed it. I did everything that I had to do. Took it to the studio. Worked with the A and I worked with the engineers. That's my project. State Property two. I'm claiming Beanie Siegel. Feeling um the becoming. Can't stop. Won't stop. I worked on Freeway. The la- the ending of his album. How Oskino Sparks. One group I heard me too. Petey should have been big. Pete, I'm, I don't mean to hurt you, but if we would have put down the, the narcotics, he would have been out of here. And your relationship with all the producers? Oh, well, uh, that was his natural. Um, Bula was my man. I met Bula through somebody, and I loved him. They all got mad at me because they said, Just Blaze, Just Blaze, Just Blaze. I'm not saying Just Blaze was in a problem, but you got to understand, if, if, if Jay-Z is co-signing all your beats, other people are going to want your beats. That don't mean Bula's not just as good as you. It's right timing, man. It's timing. Bula had a lot. Of, come on, Bula did one of um, um, Neil's best records. Ain't no telling. We did that. We did that. Bless Blaze was to the, he was a house producer. Hip hop managed him. So whatever he did, they just grabbed. 
So that's why I felt I had Bula. But Bula did a lot of Beanie Projects, Beanie Seagulls records. He did Nicole Ray, who should have went out here. If I was your girlfriend, do yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big record. Chad West. Great guy. Oh, man. Hell of a producer. He doesn't even produce no model thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, I think he does food now. Is that right? I don't think he produces anymore. Oh, I know that, but I didn't know what he did. He does. Um, he has like he does a lot of food now. He uh, he's like a caterer. Yeah, yeah. He's a great producer. There was a time when all of State Property was basically living together up here. Yes. With Emmanuel. Rough times. You know how it is to babysit people who got more money than you. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> that's just nasty feeling, man. You go Timberland. Yo, I did everything I could do, man. For them dudes, man. You know, I mean, I wasn't perfect. I made some mistakes sometimes, but at the same time, my effort was ninety percent, man. You know. So, so what were your days like with them all living together? Rough days. I mean, I mean, I lived here, so I was up here. I had a couple. I had an apartment uptown, but I lived here, and I used to just Chris would call me. I need this. I need that. And then you know, you know, let me tell you the worst part when a rapper is when you're trying to get him to do a verse, man. And you need the verse done on a deadline. Your Beanie Seagull used to drive me crazy. With well, shit. so so we understand. Great rapper, but oh my <laughs> god. So we we understand Beanie would Beanie would you know call up to baseline and say, "Yo, I, I'm getting out of the club. I'm getting out of jail. I'm getting out of whatever, whatever he was doing." In and it's already like you know midnight. And you're he, like, "Where are you he, coming in?" And he comes in six thirty in the morning. But he was weird though. You would be like mad, but then he'd come in and he torched the mic. Right. Yeah, Beans just I told you I used to call Beans all first of all Beans was a problem. He'll he'll I used to see him do it. He'd take his phone and throw it in his car and just <laughs> me look at that shit for like eight days. <laughs> I'm calling him, calling him to the point I had to drive to Philly one day. Yo, Miss Miss Michelle, where's your son? He in there. What up, Ben? What up, G Face? I said, Yo, Beans, I'm looking for you for no, we got a record to do. Oh man about nothing, man. <laughs> Yo, Ben, we got a record to do because I'm smart. I put the Pro Tools with me, everything. You know what I did? I went to the studio in Philly. Yeah. Well, so when we had Green Lantern up here, he yeah. said when they did the mixtape, yeah, he went a, down there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, Beans was a handful, man. He used to drive me crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. He used to. Yo, he won't pick up his phone. He just didn't. He wasn't into that. He was in this. He was a street dude, man. He cared about none of that phone shit, none of that shit, yo. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And what What effect did Lean have on, on Beans? You know what? I, I used to never ask no questions. I used to be like, yo, Bean. I used to see him nodding. I said, yo, I, yeah, I'm IG face. But the funny shit is, he'd rap so much good on that shit, but like, it was just crazy. I didn't, I didn't even understand it. Mm -hmm. And I still don't. Mm -hmm. But I do know that he produced under it very well. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a very difficult line to sort of like walk. Huh? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know that line. Yeah. I'm not calling him out. Whatever he did, that was his business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Philly's another level. Right. A pain out there. One of his friends got killed and that's the night he did. That's I think this is the best record ever to me. Feel it in the air. Oh, I mean, yeah. We was Legendary. Was, thank you. Yeah. I was in the yeah. studio that night. I see his friends had black on. They all were sad. And I said, yo, you high beans? He said, nah, G and I and I, man. I, I need the mic, man. I got to let this shit out, man. And he did right there. That, ain't that record big? Oh, it's huge. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, that, Heavy D produced that. Heavy D produced that record. Rest in peace, Heavy D. Almost had a heart attack with that record too because we couldn't find who produced it. <laughs> you know, you can't put a record out. Right. Right. And luckily, who guess who guess who had who remember who produced it because he tried to get the record and, and Jay Z. He said, "Yo, yo, Heavy D produced that." He said, "Gary, I had the beat. I just didn't want it for some reason. I gave it to Beans." 
Heaven Deep produced that record. Holy cow. Yeah, so Beans, oh, yeah, handful. <laughs> Great rapper, though, handful. The Fader put together, like, a, a preview of the album, um, The Solution, when it was coming out. Okay. And apparently you were in the studio for that, the playback, and there was a record produced by Rifa that uh, was supposed to come out where, um, this is much later, but uh, when Beanie was talking about the dissolution of The Rock. Oh, okay. I think I, I remember that after when Rock broke up. Yeah. Yeah, he was tight. I didn't hear that record. Someone told me about that record. He was like real upset. That bothered Beans a lot too, man. That, that Rock and Fuller breakup hurt a lot of people, man. Yeah. We were black people making four $500 million a year, man. Well, it doesn't exist, man. You know, you see those videos of Jay and Dame toasting each other and... And, you know, it's all family around and, and you know that they gave what they made to to everybody. They gave everyone a cut, like, you know, when they got. Oh, yeah. When they, oh, yeah. That, I missed that part. I'm mad, but I wasn't there. But, yeah, when they when they sold half their label, yeah. they give everybody a nice piece of change. And and it's self-made. Yes, like, this yes. is the definition of it. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. And they looked out for their own. Talk about what it was like to be in that situation. Well, I remember that. Situ- I, I was like. I couldn't believe. I was like, damn, they really did this, you know? So I know a lot of people got issues with Dame, you know, because Dame is a different type of person. I will admit that. I love Dame, you know, but I will admit, though, when I was there, he never turned his back on me. He he he, he had some nasty ways with me. He had some real stuff he used to say to me and made me want to fuck him for fight. But if I needed anything, he would give it to me. Bigs, too, you know? But, uh they made they sold half their label for a nice piece of change. They gave everybody. I don't remember the numbers. I think it was ten to twenty. It was a nice piece. Everybody got a nice piece of change, man. I think it was. I don't remember. Everybody got. They put. They gave away about a million, two million dollars. Mm. Bottom line, among among three of them. Yeah. Which people just don't do. Right. So I give them that part. You know, Dame is is like a good dude. Like I'm, I'm gonna say this. I don't want to be phony. Dame is hard to love, but he's very intelligent, and I think if he could do things differently, he would right now. I think he really would. Yeah. Can you, when's the last time you talked to him? I haven't seen Dame in years, man. I haven't seen Dame since Biggs went to jail. And that was a quick minute. He came late to the party. That was I haven't seen Dame in a long I haven't seen Jay even long. I want to see Jay just to say hello. I don't want nothing from him. I'm saying that in front of everybody. I just want to give you a pound, Jay. You know how I am. I'm straightforward. I'll tell you what it is. Never asking for a dime. Ever. He'll tell you ever. He liked me for my personality. You know, Tata, shout out to Beyonce, your family, everybody. I'm just coming back, man. I'm happy. This is my first day back. And we'll see what happens from here, man. So when you worked with State Property, did you find yourself more a State Property guy than you were involved with Rock I was Capella? definitely more of a State Property guy at that point. Yeah. Because Dame and them had a... Bu- see, when, 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 when um, Reasonable Doubt dropped, we were, they were hungry because they wanted to show the world. Then after the second or third album, they were rich. They were rich. Dame had the greatest 50-50 deal ever put together. Dame wanted to make deals. So... State property, they wanted it to happen, but it's not like it was hungry. But Jay, they were hungry. So you felt like you had sort of like uh, a piece of that that you could see grow. This yes, was like yes, your yes. project. This was my project. I made sure it was mine. That's why I was saying gang, Chain Gang 2. I did that project. I saw the vision. That's why to this day I'm still hurting that Chris is not a legend. Hey guys, we just want to take one second to interrupt this podcast. Gucci Mane is interrupting this podcast. This is sponsored. By the one and only Roderick Davis, Gucci Mane. Gucci it, Mane the flair. It's 1017, so you know that Gucci had to get involved. He's getting married today, by the way. Congratulations to both uh, him and Keisha. Yes. Uh, what is what is it called? It's like... Um 
the oh, main event. Oh, the the Waptuals. The main. Oh, this it's it's Waptacular. It is Waptastic. It's Wapulent. Wapulent. There we go. Yeah. Guys, make your day Wapulent by listening to Mr. Davis, which features The Weeknd and Ty Dolla Sign and Schoolboy Q and ASAP Rocky and Big Sean and and Chris Brown and Nicki Minaj and. One of my favorite songs is We Ride featuring Monica. I like the Migos song. Oh, the Migos song is dope. I like um, Members Only. That's that's my favorite song. Which Members features only. nobody. It, it it features Guwap himself. Wapulence in spirit, mind, body, and soul. Shout out to Gucci Mane, Mr. Davis in stores right now. Shout out to everybody at Atlantic and 1017 Eskimo and Alamo and Brick Squad and... Wait, I just got an email from Matt Raz, who yeah. works at Loudspeakers Networks, what which, say? which posts our podcast every week. Shout out to Matt Raz. And he said, in the event that you wanted some additional Gucci talking points, see below. Oh. He said, this is Gucci's 11th studio album and second commercial project this year. He's vowed to drop a mixtape every other day next year. And it has production from Metro, Mike Will, Nav, TM88, Ben Billions, Honorable C-Note, Rico Love, Zaytoven, and more. Wow. How many Gucci AKAs can you recall off the top? Okay, He's- ready? Ready? Yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think of them. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, uh, Gucci Mane LaFleur, we said already. Yep. Uh, Guwap, we said already. Yep. What else? What else? Um, uh, East Atlanta Santa. Okay, that's three. Uh, are there more? Yes. There's uh, a one, two... One I wouldn't... There's like three that I wouldn't really say. <laughs> well, let's leave it at that. Mr. Davis in stores right now. Shout out to Guwap. Like, when have you ever called him the machine? I've never called him the machine. But shout out to the machine. <laughs> Gucci. Yeah. Burr. And now back to the podcast. What was it about the Philly sound, you think? Because they got pain. There was 15 years old kids out there who killed three people already. At 15. You go on corners. You see the pain. So they had a lot of pain. Chris had a record called North of Philly. He he used to talk about pain. One of his friends got killed, I remember. One of Bean, it used to be like every month, Beans, someone in Philly, my man just got killed, G. It was like, it was like normal after a while. Did any of them want to get out? You know what? I, 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 I can't answer, I would think, but it seems like in Philly, this guy, I don't even know this guy, he told me if you ain't got a gun in Philly, you ain't right. Like they were killing people in Philly at that point like it was, yo, Philly at one point had the highest murder rate. These guys were different, man. They had no jobs, man. So it's, it's hard, man. It's hard. And what was it like when, when they all went back down there to perform? Would you go with them? Yeah, I went to a lot of shows. It was cool. You was know. it crazy? It was ridiculous. But, you know, I knew how to maneuver. And I would get out of my situations, you know. And, you know. And that's the mistake I did make that I'll never, never make again. Uh, at that point in my life, I was very comfortable. I used to drink with them, talk shit with them. And when you're drinking and you're... They're looking up to you, and you make not looking up to me, meaning I'm supposed to be the liaisons and make sure they're okay. Things happen, and people get comfortable. So I'm I know now that I'm turning my life around. I still drink, but when it comes like right here, I came to see y'all. I took a shot just to take the tension off me a little bit, yeah, mm-hmm. and that was it. I was gonna embarrass Breeze, y'all. I was gonna even though when I'm drunk, I'm not never an asshole. But you know, I'm 47 now, man. Right, yeah. 18 year olds. Yes, yeah, you gotta grow the fuck up. Different, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the Philly take that day when I was arguing with them in Philly. Yeah, mm, right. I was drunk that day, but I still know what I was talking about. But that right there made me mad because I know I know if I was way sober, I would handle that differently. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have fought, I wouldn't have done nothing like that. But you didn't want to be filmed. No, I didn't want to be filmed, but they were fucking assholes. Yeah. It wouldn't stop. I know me. 
I'm 47. I don't know. When I got, I was probably 33, 34. I just know that, like I said in front of you, I like to drink, but I like to drink socially now. When I was, I was just having fun. You don't realize if you're drinking with people who you're, you're, you're supposed to be in charge of, the respect level is going to go down. You got to keep your respect level here. So that's why I don't do those things no more. Can you talk about your relationship with Dame, how it changed from the beginning of Rockefeller to to the end? Well, me and Dame, like I told you, uh, we used to hang out and talk shit, snap, joke. He's have a ball. But, I mean, I mean, I don't want him to take it the wrong way, but I told you I don't know how to be phony, so I'm going to be real. When I started working for him, he started getting crazy. But I looked at him, why are you doing that? Because... I'm going to work hard for you anyway because that's what in my blood. Y'all took me out this $250 a week job. I think he was under a lot of pressure and I think he took it out on me because he knew I could handle it but I, I didn't want to be a punching bag. Y'all was stressed the fuck out, yo. Like the last couple years of Rockefeller, Dame had me stressed out. Like I would be in my bed with my girlfriend and he would call for a meeting. I get to the meeting, ain't no fucking meeting. They're just joking and snapping. Mm. I say, yo, who, who does this two in the morning? Because he's the boss, he felt he could do that. Right. It was wrong. I'm saying it, Dame. I'm sorry. I have no problems with you. You know, I never talk bad about you, but that was wrong. And and it was bad for me because I love. I didn't like Rockefeller. Nori would tell you. He said, Gary, there's a life after Rockefeller. That's all I bled was Rockefeller. I didn't care about nobody but Rockefeller. I was on parole, taking flights to LA, hoping my PO didn't come, but he never came. God is good. For Rockefeller. For Rockefeller. I was on parole, but. Then I smartened up and told him. I said, P.O. Cruz, he's been retired years ago. I'm with Rockefeller. I'm making decent money. I love what I'm doing. I'm going to be flying out a lot. He, he made a deal with me. You don't get in trouble, I don't know nothing. I never wow. got in trouble. So I love Rockefeller. Yeah, like you really put it on the line. No, I don't think you understand. Yeah. I was on parole. Nobody knew this. I was on parole flying all over the world like it was okay. Were you on parole when you went to Paris? Yes, I was. Of course I was. My mom said they came to see you. I said, they coming from? My mom said, he's not mad. He just told you, is he okay? She said, she said he's, my mom didn't know how to lie. She said, he's in Paris. I called him. I said, Mr. Cruz, I'm in Paris. You're in Paris, right? I heard. Are you okay? I said, yeah. He said, bring me back a shirt. <laughs> I said, all right. And, you know, so. This Did you have his size? Nah, I didn't buy that motherfucker shit. He was cool as shit. I bought him lunch. But my point <laughs> is, it's not, my point is, I'm telling you, I put Rockefeller on the line. Not only that, I just love Rock Jay Z, Jordans. Waiting on line for him for Jordans. Shit, that I, I'm a grown man doing this because I love them. Why? Why? That's a, that's a good and a tough question. Why? Now, I wish I had a shot. Now, <laughs> well, I could be honest with you. Why? Because first of all, the shit Jay, everything Dane was saying was the truth. Everything Jay was saying was the truth. We 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 drink. We dress nice. We got cars. You put your hands on us. We're gonna retaliate. Ain't it gotta be shooting. We're gonna fight you. We're gonna punch you. And everything Jay said at that point was real, and I believed in that shit. And then, again, I was making two hundred and fifty dollars a week. From that to a thousand a week, to two thousand a week, I was getting meetings with Dame. I said, Dame, they want a meeting with you. They're gonna give you three thousand dollars. I take the meeting. I don't even like those motherfuckers. Mm. I try to give Dame something. I don't want that shit. But I'm saying it changed my life. It wasn't only the money, man, because money don't make me. I don't have a lot of money now. I'm doing a lot better. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to say is that I loved Rockefeller. And 
the day that label closed down, I might have cried. I seen a couple people cry when it became Dame Dash Records. Did, but this, this was really family. This no, was, was family. This, family. These were brothers and sisters, before, just like before Rockefeller Solar Record. We used to hang out every day, every day. We didn't miss a day. Soul Food Sundays. Soul Food Sundays. I was Jay House, Lenny Cook, talk shit. But Jay was, everybody was rich by then, though. I'm talking about, forget that part, but I'm talking about. Right, Malacone. Mal yeah, Malacone. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Oh, shit. There you go. <laughs> Malacone. We ordered five half chickens, four plates of rice, eating, talking shit, then drinking Southern Comfort back in there. That was the cheapest drink. We drink Southern Comfort. We do this. I remember Biggs never put gas in his car. Always, we used to push his yeah. range over. Yeah. Biggs never had gas. Oh, excuse me, sorry. Biggs never had gas in his car. We used to always Why? have to push Because he doesn't care. He used to forget. <laughs> we have to push his car to the gas station. He's laughing. It's a nice car. Why we're pushing it, we're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> we're drunk and laughing. It's like, yo, Gary, we got no gas at Biggs. Are you, yo, this shit is heavy as hell. We pushing this shit. Me and him laughing and joking. Biggs, they probably to this day, Biggs, why they don't have gas in his car. He never went to go to the gas station. When you were in high school. Yes. And your life was the Upper West Side in Harlem. Yes. Could you even imagine what life was like beyond each river? I didn't see none of this shit. We used to hang out every day. We used to play ball, talk shit. Pizzas were 50 cents. What did your mom want you to do? My mom just wanted My mom always knew that was going to be different. She always said that. She said, you got to be like your father. You got a big heart. You're going to be taken advantage of a lot until you stop, until you t take a stand. She told me this shit. I remember when I was like, I have a friend. I'm going to name his name. He's a he's not my friend. He's a fucking asshole. Honestly, I made this guy a millionaire. Other shit. My mom, He walked in my house at 13 years old. He always went, listen to your mother. They know best. He's not good for you. I didn't listen to her. He used me, used me, used me. Till he could use me no more. Till I couldn't take it no more. I mean, like, bad. So, Rockefeller was, I couldn't believe... I'm in front of Nelly, yo, and these guys, Dame, let them know this. Like a lot of people thought I was Dame security. Dame's be like, "This is my man. He don't see this. He's with me. That's my boy. Biggs, that's my man." I had a big argument. P. Diddy, I tell you that story. We was in L. A. one time. Me, Dame, Biggs, a bunch of us. It was Nelly there, Method Man. I forgot somebody, another rapper. He passed Dame a champagne. Dame passed it to me. He said, "I don't drink with the help." He grabbed the bottle of my hand. I said, fuck you. Ain't no fucking up. I heard Dame say, yo, children, calm it down. But I'm going to say, well, I respect P. Diddy. He remembered me. Remember Jay-Z threw R. Kelly off the tour? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We was in 4040 Club. He saw me. He grabbed me. He would not let me go all night long. Puff. Puff. He said, yo, I was dead wrong that night. I was out of line, man. I was besides myself, man. We drank all night long. And I couldn't even drink. No, I wanted to go home. He would not let me go. <laughs> I said, P. Diddy, I can't drink no more. I'm yo, drunk. Did he out drunk you? Yo, I couldn't drink no more. <laughs> and I'm saying he, he just wouldn't let me go. I said he, he had that strong. I said, Diddy, I cannot drink no more. But so he knew he made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. He's a tough motherfucker too. Though. What do you remember about that night when when the whole R. Kelly thing went down? I remember Jay was like, Oh, that's when I first met Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Jay did the show. You know, you know, one thing about me, I pull my weight around. I go to the stress room. They're not letting me in. I said, Yo, I'm fucking Jay Z's friend, man. Fuck y'all think this is? I'm blacking. Jay said, yo, they said something big for you. Jay said, let him in. That's my man. Jay sitting on the couch holding his girl. They wasn't married yet. It was his girlfriend. I said, yo, Jay, man. Yo, I said it. I love Jay. Fuck music. I'm, I'm not biased. I'm a, I know music. I've never, ever heard somebody rap the way this dude raps, man. I don't give a fuck. I'm a music dude. I know. This dude has so many styles, and he don't write. It's ridiculous. Only one thing he did I ain't like, I ain't like to come back with Nas. It pissed me off. 
he was frustrated. He he rapped on his emotions. You're talking about um when he when he pissed Allen Iverson off. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. He was too upset. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, uh-huh. yeah, super, 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 super ugly, super ugly. Yeah, upset. he know yeah. he did wrong. It was in Lotus. Mm-hmm. We that's when I don't know if you know the seats. You sit on top of the seats. Mm-hmm. You don't sit in the seats. Right, we right. Sit on top. We told yeah. him. I said, Jay said, I'm gonna kill that motherfucker. Oh yeah, you got the rap. No, I'm gonna kill him, G. Where we from, our world? He said, dick sucking lips. That's very disrespectful. You're inviting a man to your, to your to your penis. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't play that game. But we from right. Jay was real upset. The Nas lyric, no, right? Jay yeah. Was real upset about real. See, the difference is, I'm gonna be honest. With you, Jay told the truth on his rhymes. Nas joked him, and Nas took a long time to make a comeback. A guy that talented would come out of record that great. It took Nas almost three months to make a comeback. So my point is, I just felt like, yo, when I when I say Rockefeller, y'all don't understand, man. I never thought the shit was gonna end, man. Nori told me the shit gonna end one day. You gotta take care of yourself. This run, I'm gonna take care of myself. I, I see it. I see the vision. I got Breeze with me. Hope you guys will help me. I got God in my life, and I got one or two people I know gonna be there for me. People hate yo. People laughing like you know how many Jews people don't like yo. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. We, yeah, they, they think you'll make a mockery out of them. But you know what? Y'all don't give a fuck. Y'all doing what y'all like to do. Yeah. Only thing with me is y'all making some fucking money. I didn't make no money because I was stupid. I'm sorry. I was stupid. When was the first time that you met hip-hop? He was like 17. He used to be on um, 119th and 7th. Come hang out with us with his brother. Little Bob who got killed. Hang out with us every day. He used to ride a bike. Literally, no seat. Right. Yeah, we just <laughs> hang out every day. Did you see it? Did you, were you like, yo, this kid has something? No, we didn't know yet. He just knew music. He he's really a basketball junkie. Yeah, yeah. He took me to go see LeBron James the first time when LeBron was like a junior in high school. Whoa, in Queens. Yeah. He said, "Gee, that's the next dude right there." Because remember, I was hip hop's assistant yeah. when I first started. Yeah, he was the top A and R. Yeah, we used to go. Oh, yo, hip hop was crazy. <laughs> I was so into working hard. I was so working hard. You know him, yo, yo, you working too hard, man. Yo, fuck, relax. Man. I said, hey, man, we can't, we got Gary, relax. We go to, we go to the airport. We got coach seats. He said, we, I don't do coach. <laughs> he went swiped his card, and, and we got first class seats. Mm. He said, we don't do those. <laughs> so I'm like, in LA, right, we don't do coach, but we'll push a car. You we'll know? push yeah. a car, yeah. So I wake up in the morning. I'm like, yo, we gotta go to the studio. He said, yo. I said, hip hop, I'm not here for this shit, yo. I, I, I used to go work. He's like, this motherfucker work hard, man. Hip hop was just like that. He yeah. was so laid back, man. When's the first time you met any of the diplomats? Oh, well, I knew Cam for playing basketball. You did. He's a real good ball player. Yeah. This rap shit, I don't know where that came from. That <laughs> shocked the shit. He was a real good ball player. Yeah, him and Mace. Yeah, but I don't know Mace from ball. I know Mace yeah. was rapping. Yeah. But Cam was a real good ball player. And I met him like that. The next thing I know, this motherfucker could rap. I said, what the fuck? <laughs> and then it got crazy. Ah, that can another thing, man. I'm 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 not stuck in the middle because Can's my man, but Jay's my boy. Yeah, this shit was nasty. This 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 tension. But there was okay, but but it wasn't always tension, right? Well, honestly, I only seen. I never seen them disrespect each other in my face. I could be honest with you. Right. I was there when they had the big record, um, New York City. Yeah, welcome to New York. I was City. in the studio for that day. I'm gonna tell you that story. I'm in the studio that day. It's about sixty diplomats. <laughs> sixty. It's me, Jay, and I, two, and, three people, and all of Harlem. Yeah, all of Harlem. Yeah, ridiculous. So I, I ain't even his name because they tapped me on my leg. He said, "Yo, Cam about to kill Jay. He about to kill Jay." I said, "Yeah, all right." I said, "That's not happening." <laughs> so then I told Jay, "You got it, G. You got something for this?" Jay looked at me that look. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> so then they started doing their thing. Joel's was being a record, but. They were getting so crazy, Joel said, we back down. Yeah. <laughs> when I almost threw up, when Jay said, you're the only one you see on base, I'm from left to right, I said, okay, Jay's locked in. He's <laughs> locked in. And that's when 
After the whole rap, Jay came and gave me a he said, y'all killed I said, did you kill it? You destroyed the record. Next thing I know, these guys are beefing. I, didn't, I don't know where this shit came from. Dude, that shit, honestly, I don't know where this shit came from. Right. I, I think that's what started the tension. And so did your relationship with the diplomats change then too? Well, I didn't have no problem. No. I see Joel. We said hello to each other. Cam, always, that's my man, Cam. Jimmy. Love, Jim was cool with me. Yeah. They always gave me pounds, all those dudes. Yeah. I did Jimmy's first beat for free. Bull, I did it for free. Whoa. And Jim, you rich now. You should throw me something for that too. <laughs> now you got some money. You got more than me. I'm telling you in front of you. Throw, throw something at me for that, man. We had Maul. Big's younger brother. Big's youngest brother. Big's yeah. little, little youngest brother. On yeah. the podcast, and we asked him for a Big Face Gary story. And he was telling us that there was some bowling party. And I was actually recording. It was like, you know, we had the handheld recorders <laughs> back then. And Big Face Gary and Kevin Hart got into a, like, a, a dissing con- snap contest. I don't know who has this tape, but they need to find it. Also... The difference in size of yeah, these two yeah. guys. <laughs> right. It was like the funny, because if you know Big Face Gary, he's, he's like a hood comedian. He's, yeah, yeah. you know, for hours, he'll just snap on you, just keep going. <laughs> Kevin Hart at this time, he wasn't the Kevin Hart he is now, yeah, but yeah. you know, that's when they were doing Paper Soldiers and, you know, movies like that. Yep. And they just went at it for about 15 minutes, just back <laughs> and forth. And I'm standing like on the couch by the bowling lane with the camcorder, <laughs> just. Every time somebody got a joke, I'm just back and forth with it. And Cass said, man, get that goddamn light out of my face. And they start flipping, man, because, you know, Gary was getting the best of him at that time. So I kept the light right in Kevin's face. Like, nah, man, you got to bounce back. Like, he killing you right now. Yeah, well, Kevin's funny. He's, obviously, he's a, he's, a, he's a comedian for life now. But there's a difference with joking in the streets and being on TV. I don't like being on TV. But if I look at you, I'm going to disrespect you. And I was going at it. I didn't go fuck who Kevin Hart was. Fuck Kevin Hart. And he was like, yeah, he was trying, but he can't. He couldn't do it. Street snapping yeah. and comedian, two different situations. Right. Two different situations. He couldn't handle it. But that's my <laughs> man Kevin Hart. I knew he was gonna blow up. Yo, I'm proud of you, man. Yeah. Yo, man. He's he's killing the game, man. Were you there for paid in full? Of course, paid in full. I was there for state properties. I seen everything, man. Yeah. I was there for everything. I just remember we was in Ke- Dame big ass house in LA. Kevin have no money, nothing. <laughs> Dame was just dismantling him. You little bastard, fuck you. Uh, you ain't gonna be shit. Uh, Kev, I know who's laughing now, right, bro? Who's laughing now, Kev? Yo, you the man. Yo, he destroyed Kev. Kev used to say, oh, yeah, good job, Kev. He said, I'm not getting started by nobody. He said, I'm telling. Talk about the first time you met Kanye West. Oh, I got to start. That's so funny. <laughs> I met Kanye West now. Now, he, that's that's something I'm dying to see. Yeah. I wish you could find him for me. I said, Kanye, man. He used to tell me, Gary, I'm a hell of a producer. Producing big records. Fuck this producer. I'm a rapper. I'm a rapper. I said, Kanye... He ain't no rapper. He rapped Jesus Walks for Jay-Z in Baseline on his knees. Jay said, get up, man. You're embarrassing yourself. I swear. Jay, you saying you ain't say it. I know you said it. I was dead. Yeah. Next thing you know, he broke his jaw in L.A. He did a video through the wire. Then they started seeing that. Then that. Biggs and Dame said, you out your fucking mind. And Kanye blew up from there. I used to tell Kanye, you're not a rapper. You're not a rapper. This kid blew the fuck up, man. Nah, that was my man. Good friend of mine. We used to be in L.A., he ain't drink a lot. I used to make him drink. When we used to be in L.A., he used to be doing beats. He started drinking. Uh, uh, they, oh, man. We start rapping. I said, Kanye, I don't want to hear it no more. <laughs> he raps for like hours. Then drunk as shit. And like, Kanye, he won't stop. That was my man. But damn, man, what's Kanye doing, man? If Kanye, I'm going to say to you now. You don't get real mad at me. I ain't mentioning no names. You was way better before, man. You got to get back to Kanye, man. The shit you spitting on me, I can't comprehend no more. The first two or three albums, you will have me going crazy. Now you got comfortable because you're rich. Get back to Kanye, man. Please. I can help you, man. I don't care about no more. I don't want to die, but I can help you. How about a DJ Clue story? Oh, he the one who gave me the, the lyric for um 
my movie state property too. Dame said, yo, you got I'm gonna put you in the movie. So I'm talking. He said, what you gonna do? I said, I don't know. So I said, Cool said, I said, yo, I'm 30, oh, I'm 30 and on the streets. I can't be beat. Cool said, no, man. You gotta say you big. You too say it with authority, Gary. I said, yo, when I'm 30 and on the street. I ain't never lose a fight. Remember my friend? I said, yeah. yeah. That's what my like, Cool said, that's what I'm talking about. That's how I mean cool. But I knew Cool's gonna make it big though. Yeah. Because he's He's music. Everybody picked on him. Oh, they got picked on. Everybody <laughs> picked. He got destroyed by Dame. Can we just name some people and you, and you just say your thoughts on them? That, that. Shari Bryant. Oh, my baby. <laughs> Seen Shari when she's a baby. She used to be coming after school and working with us. She used to wear sneakers all the time, everything. Now this fucking girl's a guru. Big house in Jersey. I've seen her grow up. She's big. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shaka Pilgrim. Love her. She's just always who she is. She never combed her hair and ain't give a fuck. Laugh at her. She ain't care. Emmanuel. My homegirl, she's like a she, 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 she. I like her look, but she should have been a man. <laughs> her, her, the way she thinks, she don't give a fuck. She say what she feel, and I said, she's a great girl though. Yeah. Um, Wayno Clark. Wayno, that's my. I raised him in the music business. I used to drive him crazy, but it worked. It paid <laughs> off. Be high. Good dude. Me and him had a fallout one time. We argued big time. We talked for like a couple months, but he's a good guy, hard worker. He don't have his he don't have his hands out. Mm-hmm. JT's cousin, good guy. Um. When we did the Rockefeller um, celebration at Highline, was there any part of you that wanted to be on stage during that? I wanted to, but I was nervous. I didn't. I, I told Breeze that I, didn't, I haven't been around that scene in so long. I was nervous. I got this. Is my first comeback. Like I work out now. I'm gonna now. You making me feel better by myself. I'm gonna lose like about twenty more pounds, so I can like look the part. Mm-hmm. I don't like doing this right here. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of shy. I know I'm not shy. Like I told Breeze, I could be in a setting if I don't know I'm being taped, and I could have a ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I knew that at this, I had to do this. Mm-hmm. I was gonna tell Breeze no because I was kind of scared. I could be honest with you because you guys are Jewish white guys. I thought you guys were gonna try to make me look bad. I was nervous. I didn't want that situation. Right. I mean, I, there's still a lot of interview left. I don't care what y'all. <laughs> I mean, you know, now I don't be caring because I know y'all full of shit. <laughs> y'all all right, but, but what I'm saying is y'all full of shit. But I knew that. Being an A and R, like I used to call Biggs. Biggs had a good ear. I got a good ear too, though. Yeah. But Biggs, if that ain't it, G, or that's it, or that ain't it. Like Young Gun's whole album, he walked me through the whole album. Well, what's the advice that he's giving you? Because you had said that he like helped you unlock the sort of secret to, um, like to your ear. What, yeah, yeah, what a good beat is. Well, he, he used to just tell me. Well, first of all, I, I used to be on the hip hop tutelage. And hip hop was younger than me, but I don't believe in older gotta know everything. Certain things I could get him in, but music he had an ear. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, listen to like why? See, I got an ear naturally, but there was just records that I didn't know why hip hop picked them. And I said, like, yo, you picked that fucking record. I remember, um, you remember where I'm from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hip hop picked that beat. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Jay Z spit in his ear, find a fucking beat. That's all. Yeah, I don't hear nothing. Yeah, hip hop came the next maybe five hours. Here. <laughs> And we said, you got it, hip. He said, yeah. He he didn't he wasn't bragging. He said, that's it. Yeah. Biggs just say you gotta feel the record. You gotta know the record. And you gotta it gotta make sense. When they talk, it makes sense. And that's nothing about me. It was garbage, it's garbage. Well, I used to give Jay hell, but Jay don't spit him as God said, that shit ain't it, Jay. That ain't it. Mm-hmm. Then he go harder and harder, then it'd be over. When in the sessions I was in, I was very vibrant. I used to just go in the studio. If I like a beat, I give it if they didn't like it. And sometimes it would come with the beat. I would just make sure that they spit in the right shit. Like I'm telling you, I'm not the genius, but I know when it makes sense. Yeah. And you know, I, like Beans, you ain't even have to say much of him. He's very talented. He just didn't. Beans should have been, I mean, like 80, 90 million in because he had the talent, man. Were you there for Mac Bitch? No, I wasn't there for Mac Bitch. I did 
I tell you, the truth, the whole truth album, Biggs, I wasn't working for him yet. Biggs would just keep bringing the records to the block. That's what Biggs would do. See, Biggs was smart. And it's, it's actually genius. Yeah. He go to the studio, bring it to the hood where no one gives a fuck, has no no allegiance to nobody. Yeah. Yo, what you think about this shit here? Biggs would do it. And then we'd be like, oh my God, the truth? When I heard the truth, that's who this motherfucker is. They said, Beanie Siegel from Philly. He ready, G. You like it? I said, I like it. That shit is ridiculous what he's saying. He would bring a record to the, what's that record? Uh, uh, who shot you? Yeah, okay. Yeah. That shit, yeah. well, Jay heard who shot you. Big said, you hear this shit? Jay couldn't believe that. He said, I got to step my game up, man. And Biggie looked up to Jay. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brooklyn's finest. Jay did that verse in 10 minutes. It yeah. took Biggie three weeks to hand that record in. Three weeks. Mm. He used to be nervous with Jay. When was the first time you met Clark? Oh, Clark crazy. <laughs> I met Clark when he bought Jay. He bought Jay to dance. That's the best thing you're going to have. He says this bad Clark would not lie, stop saying it. He's the best ever. He still says it to this day. Yeah. He won't, he won't stop saying it either. Now, what was Clark wearing? Oh, well, sneakers? Yeah, nah. <laughs> oh, he wear all he wears Nike is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking junkie. He, nah, that's my man too. Yeah. Good guy. They used to pick on him a lot too. Really? Yeah, because he expected a lot out of the clock when Rockefeller transformed after Jay was foot, like when we transformed to like the Beanie Seagull stuff, and he didn't think Clark came through, which wasn't fair. Mm. was under a lot of pressure, man, because he was just acting crazy to me. Yeah, he was acting crazy to me, man. Very talented, very smart. But I felt what he should have did was brought his friends to him and said, so I'm going, instead of trying to be the big willy, I'm going through a lot. I'm about to lose the label. This blah, blah, and just tell, you got to tell your friends the truth. Then right. we could tackle it a better way. But instead of that, he was lashing out of people. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about this at the, at the live podcast. Okay. Um, but what's something that Dame doesn't get enough credit for? Well, I know one thing he didn't get enough credit for. He got bamboozled on it, but that's because it was nasty, but he didn't deserve that. Dame built Rockaway. That was his shit. Jay was just a face. Dame was there every day. Him and Rod Dude, they put that shit together. And because Dame was hated so much, they bought Dame out for 30 mil, and Jay got a bunch of money, and they did what they did. I'm not knocking you, Jay. It was a business move, but Dame built Rockaway. And... He, felt, he didn't find Jay, but he did get Jay that deal. He needed a 50-50 venture that put Irv Gotti into a 50-50 venture. And this, that was a different type of thing. Now they're doing these 360 deals that don't make no sense. Right. You know what I mean? But Dame Rockwell, you got to give that to him. So Rockefeller comes to an end. Yes. How do you hear about it? I walk in the office. I'm not naming that people are crying. I'm like, why y'all crying? Dame said the label's over. Label's over. I walk in the office and say, damn, what the fuck is on the labels over? He said, he just screamed, get the fuck out of my face, big face. He got me mad. We uh, we was at the tussle. Beans took me down to Philly for five days. We was about to fight downstairs. And after I didn't see Dame for five days after that, we ain't talk about it. Yo, I swear, all I can tell you is I walked in the office and everybody was crying. The girls were crying. It was devastating, man. No severance paid, nothing. 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 And what did you think was the next step? I ain't have a next step. I was devastated. That's the mistake I made. I thought Rockefeller would never end. That ain't happened to me no more. I learned. Y'all told me, <laughs> I ain't trying to blow y'all up. Y'all told me, Gary, if you're getting, get what you got to get. Yeah. This game is serious. Yeah. You know? See, I'm going to make y'all laugh. I ain't Jewish, though. Y'all got opportunity. They love y'all in the world. 
Y'all run the world, man. Well, depending on where you go. No, no. Y'all, <laughs> yeah. y'all try to shinko that shit. Y'all run the world. Someone man. talked to us about Dubai, and we were like, I don't think we're loved over there. Yeah. <laughs> y'all run the world, man. I, y'all, I'm telling you, you don't want to hear it. You're going to be humble. Like, me personally, Breeze found me through her friend, my friend Tequaza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's going to sound crazy but i'm saying i'm not trying to be rude but i gotta be honest with you i told myself i come back in this game i would have put somebody down with me who knows what he's doing and it gotta be somebody who's gonna be respected and again he's a nice guy at first yeah. i didn't really yeah. know him so yeah I he's a nice jewish yeah. boy I, I yeah fuck about right. him. Yeah. When, I, when i seen he was jewish yeah and, mm-hmm. he, and he was honest yeah he asked about my daughter yeah on several occasions yeah i know he has some class yeah and jewish and has a heart and have some rings you're gonna make some money he has a well paying <laughs> job he's an accountant yeah, yeah, yeah. and you both you guys live on Upper West Side yeah. you guys moved here when it was a lot I moved on Upper West Side when it was okay so yeah, yeah. you guys are doing pretty well yourselves too so I'm like shit we so, do okay we, yeah, I mean yeah, obviously okay. three of us live together yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that great I don't try to sugarcoat that shit <laughs> I just know but, I, but I'm but seriously like I knew I needed somebody to help me this time so alright so let's talk about you now okay or actually Let's talk about the whole arc. You've always had a big personality. Yes, that's just me. I don't know you've, how that You've is. always been funny. You've always been gregarious. And yeah, like, that's just who I am. You've been friends with everybody. Yeah, everybody loves me. I can't go nowhere and not say hello. I hate it sometimes, but I have people say hello to me. I don't know who they are, but I'm always going to say hello, though. That's who I am. And, and you're authentic and you're you. Yes, that's all I can be. What can you do with that now? Well, damn. I don't know. You might have to help. I'm, see, I think the, you can do a lot. The problem with me is I'm very, my cousin told me that the other day. I keep putting people on a pedestal they don't deserve. They're not who I am. I'm so humble, but he's right. Every time I'm good to people, they fuck me. And I've learned that. But this time around, I don't know how to say it to y'all. Like, if I didn't like y'all, I wouldn't have came here. I hope you know that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Y'all, he breathes with the mad at me. Yeah, I'm still confused as to, like, no, honestly, like, why, why, what made you came o- come over the first time? Cause Breeze put, I wasn't gonna come. Breeze kept pushing me. I need you. He said, "Gary, these two Jewish guys." He throws Jewish in there because he knows how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> he knows I respect you differently. Again, right. I love black people. I'm gonna say it on the mic. I love everybody, but I've dealt with a Jewish guy named Scotty Ehrlich. He's a beer distributor. I met him. I known people my whole life. When I met him, my life turned around. And it, not that he gave me money, he just. It came true because somebody told me I had this Jew a friend of mine who worked for a Jewish guy for years. He said, "If you're loyal to a Jew, and you don't fucking steal from them, and you him and he knows you got or you got something with you, they're gonna help you." So I said to myself, "I met y'all. I told us I didn't want to talk. I thought you guys were gonna ask me questions I didn't want to answer. I didn't want to be blown up because I'm not doing that shit. Right. right. I wasn't gonna do it. So Breeze said, Gary, they're not gonna do it. I thought Breeze was setting me up. I was gonna be so mad. So, so my point is, I thought you guys were genuine." And when I, you told me Nori came here, mm-hmm. Nori don't fuck with everybody. He would have told me, guy, don't fuck with those bastards. Mm-hmm. He would have told me, y'all ain't yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. But I didn't hear that. So, honestly, what I can bring to the game is being straightforward who I am. I don't, people that may not like a lot of it, but I, because I'm going to be forward. I know some stuff I said today wasn't bad, but I know everything I said today about Rockefeller was the truth. It, a little bit, y'all may not like, but y'all know I'm not fucking lying. It was the fucking truth. I'm saying it one more time. Dame, you're very, very intelligent. But when you was going through that shit you was going through, whatever it was, you should have talked to us. You know I did anything. I loved you. I did anything for you. Biggs loved you. Jay loved you. Y'all put me in a position to make money, and my life turned around too. So I can't lie to y'all. I learned, I met a lot of good people. And I'm Big Face Gary. I'm Big Face through Bob. But when I got a music level, my 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 my, my personality went to another level. People love me. So what's happening to you? My personality. 
I love music. Me and Breeze is trying to put something, a podcast gonna make people laugh. Yeah. I mean, he, I, he, I mean I'm, I'm asking y'all to help me. He said, we're gonna, down the line, y'all can help me. And, and I don't know. I'm just gonna be Gary. And I, hopefully it works. Yeah. yeah. What would you tell like a younger Gary? A younger Gary right now? Don't love, uh, you can love who you work for, but love yourself first. And nothing, nothing, nothing's forever. Nothing's forever. And save your fucking money, man. And don't get out of bed for a 2 a.m. meeting. <laughs> Several times. Yeah. So, and when you get there, it's nothing but jokes. Yeah. Not even a serious meeting. You left your girlfriend in the bed. And she was, and she told me. Wait, did, did she like the jokes? She was pissed. I came back. She was knocked out. What the fuck was it? Nothing. I used to lie to her. No, it was it, nothing. It was a big meeting just because she would be like, what? Yo, 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 I'm serious, y'all. He used to call meetings. I'm thinking something's wrong. We all there. What's up? What's wrong today? I missed y'all. Uh, He's just joking. Big had a nice apartment down called the Black Door. It was real nice. This shit is like 30 times the size of your apartment. Yeah. Yeah, you tell us that we have like this beautiful apartment. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, a nice apartment. Right? It's, it's fine. So we're talking shit. We're talking shit, you know, but like the love yourself first. Save your money. I don't know if the point system allows. I've been thinking, I'm out thinking, do they still get points on the album? Mm -hmm. Get your points on your album if you produce A&R on an album. And save and, and do something with your money. Like Irv Gotti. I respect him. He hasn't been right. He has about 13 houses. Earth God, he has no money problems. Because when he had the money, he made it work. Mm -hmm. You got to make your money work, man. That's why I bought Breeze in, because Breeze is Jewish and he's an accountant. <laughs> when I get some real money, he's going right. to make sure I'm okay. Yeah, like, he's going to get you a Jewish lawyer. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you're going to be real good. Yeah, yeah. In the, okay, so people are going to wonder what you've been up to in the past, uh, ever since The Rock broke up. And so, did, did you ever... Did you ever try and get back into music? Did you ever? Man, I was struggling, man. I tried. People were giving me rink. Like Jay offered me a job, but it didn't happen. He promised me a job. I did the album with Beans. I had this album after filling air. It finished. It didn't... That's when Jay Z was president of Rockefeller. He didn't give me a job. President of Def Jam. Def Jam. Yeah. I had my daughter was just my daughter was born in 06. Yo, when I say I was struggling, man, I was struggling. Damn near getting evicted, man. And by the way of God, I figured it out, you know? I just started my own business, and it was hard. And I just fought, you know? And I like what I'm doing, kind of, because I don't have to answer to nobody at all. I do what I want when I want, but I get it done. And I drive vans, I got my own business, if I don't feel like driving somebody to do it for me, I'm doing okay. And the thing about me, I don't, I'm different. I don't need the fame. I'm gonna get it, because I'm Gary. If I'm happy, I'm happy. And my daughter's fine, my daughter's fine. I don't know, like, is fame big to y'all? Mm -hmm. No, it no. It's natural. You guys are funny. Like I don't know. I seen one that made me laugh. I can't. <laughs> you you had. Sorry, you had the girl vagina. Uh huh. And and I think you guys were walking with Biggie. What's just one of the biggest ones you did? I love this shit. Y'all in Houston? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With Bond, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was with Bond. It looked like y'all yeah. was drinking. I don't get. Yeah. Everybody, my friends said you're drinking. You gotta <laughs> to be that stupid. How did you get into that mode? Y'all just said fuck. You know, we just think different. I don't know. Like yeah, no, like, it's just yo, that's it's what it shit. is. Yo, I, Thank you very much. I, I Thank was you. One of your, I don't. To me, I don't think I'll do that. <laughs> y'all were walking down. Watch us. Yo, the girl, the girl had the vagina. Yeah, yeah, The hair coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, you opened it up and you were like, "Yeah, you were walking with that girl with the vagina," and I was. Just like, oh no! I, I know. Like, I don't which, know what which video. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. When you first told me guys are from my hood, I can yeah. that. Man. Yeah, yeah. I saw you. I, uh, we don't have laundry in our building, and I was walking to the laundromat, and I walked past you like probably like a uh, two or three weeks ago. 
but you were with me. Yeah, but you were with somebody, and so I was like, I didn't know a guy or a girl. Guy. Oh, my big guy. I get. I don't. I don't. Know. Was it your security? Stopped, <laughs> no, should have stopped me, man. I'm normal, man. You know, I'm normal, man. But I'm just want to thank you for giving me this opportunity. No. I, I, I took a 12 year break, man. I didn't know if this was the right thing. When I said, you know, I wasn't nervous though today at all. I just said, okay. I want to, if they make a mockery out of me, I curse them out after. <laughs> then we don't put out the video, and the I uh, episode. Drink and leave, leave it alone, you know? Yeah. We had this whole Rockefeller show at, at Highline. We're personal friends with people like Shari and Hip Hop and, and Lenny and, and everybody. And we're two kids from Westchester, 30 minutes north of here, who love Rockefeller Records. Like, the music, the clothing, the slang, the attitude. The story. The story means so much to us. And, and, yes. and who are we? We're just, like, we're just fans. You were part of it, and you were just always a name to us. You were always a figure to us that we didn't know. And we're so appreciative that you came and were that puzzle piece that is another like link in the chain that that rounds out this story it's so important to us i think it's so important to the audience and i think it's honestly your story is very important to the history of rockefeller records so thank you for for being here and i thank you for having me man you know and it's like breeza said something it was therapy because i I've, I've been holding this shit in for years man and again, I didn't. If I said something offensive, it, it wasn't offensive. I was trying to tell you how I feel. And Jay, I ain't seen you in years. I respect the shit out of you. I respect your rap. So you know how me and you get down. You you come into my fucking podcast, yo. I don't care if you got your family, your wife, your kids, whatever you want to do. You gonna sit, don't you patrol? We gonna talk forty minutes of hell. We gonna talk. We gonna talk a lot of shit, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Love you. Thanks so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real Jeff. If people want to find out more about us, if people want to find out more about this podcast, if people want to show up at our show on November 2nd in Los Angeles, California, where can they go? You can go to the Bootleg Theater in Los Angeles, but more importantly, you can buy your tickets now at itsthereal.com. Our tickets are available there. You can listen to all of our podcasts, new and old, at soundcloud.com slash a waste of time. You can also search on iTunes for a waste of time with It's The Real. It's The Real is one word, no apostrophes, no spaces. Soundcloud.com slash It's The Real for our music. You can also find that on Spotify, Apple Music, and all streaming services. Title and Google Play. Shout out to them. You can always find us online at Twitter at It's The Real. Facebook at It's The Real, Instagram at It's The Real. We are also on Snapchat at It's It's The Real, even though, honestly, you're not going to find much content from us there. If you want to go find that Rockefeller live podcast, you can go to youtube.com slash It's The Real. You can also find our DJ Semtex interview on there as well. Jeff, you know this podcast isn't going anywhere. It's not going to grow unless we tell people to tell other people to tell other people about this very here podcast and music and music videos and live performances. So, who, Jeff, would you like to tell about this little thing we call It's The Real? I want to tell Andrew Barber, some guy named Ty, and Ernest Wilkins, all from Chicago, some of them from Fake Shore Drive and others from other places. I want to tell them that I see them and I appreciate them for everything they've done and everything that they continue to do, even after 10 years of killing it in this game. Shout out to Andrew Barber especially. Yeah, shout out to uh, Fake Shore Drive celebrating 10 years. Not a small accomplishment. 
Jeff, I would like to shout out a few people who jump in our Instagram live. And I'm talking about Jana all day. I'm talking about Cindy and Brett McKinnon. McKinnon? McKinnon. 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 Brent McKinnon. Brent McKinnon. Yeah. Shout out to Brent McKinnon and Jana and Cindy. And we appreciate you guys jumping in there, being active and engaged and telling everybody that we're coming to Los Angeles on November 2nd to the Bootleg Theater. Go get your tickets. It's The Real live in Los Angeles. Guys, spread the word. Let people know. Let's keep the momentum going, the sellout streak alive. Let's have a huge welcome for It's The Real in Los Angeles on November 2nd. We're really looking forward to it. We'll see you then. Not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys next week. Brrrat!